I have a master's degree. <laughs> a lot of people get mad at my master's degree. A lot of people get mad at my master's degree. <laughs> what does that mean? Welcome everyone to episode 44 of 99100, the podcast counting up the top 100 domestic grossing box office movies of 1999. I am your Cupid host, Sparky Shelton. And I am your cherub host, Jordan Granick. And I'm Ryan. L is for the only one I see. O is for the L in O, like love. V is very, 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 very. E is for the E I see in thee. Choo-choo, it's love season around here. February 14th, the day we're recording this podcast. It's V-Day, but not Victory Valentine's Day. How you boys feel on this Valentine's Day? Um, it, it, It's a Sunday. Like, uh, it's, you know. Yeah, Ryan's closed on Sundays. <laughs> it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's Ryan, less fun than what I did last year, but... Ryan is is jewish and absorbs observes the sabbath but ryan's ryan is a business uh observes sunday a la chick-fil-a is that correct do i have it right correct yeah exactly exa- chick-fil-a took the words out of my mouth <laughs> chick-fil-a took the words out of my mouth and filled it with chicken chicken that hates the gays well, not today not today not today because it's closed um uh, what'd you get up to, Ryan? What'd you get up to on this closed, uh, closed Valentine's Day? Well, I woke up at around 11.30. Tight. I ate some leftover pizza and cheesy bread from Domino's that I got last night. Tight. Played video games for about three, four hours, watched this movie. Sure. After I finished watching the movie, played video games for another hour. Yeah. And now I'm here. Yeah. Well, I took a shower in between all this, but... Choice. That's very nice. What about you, Jordan? What? How did you spend this most loving of days? Um, I woke up at around nine. Yeah. Uh, went on a beast run. I was pretty proud of that. How long did you run, and how quickly? Um, let me pull up the stats. I think I spent like thirty-six minutes in the cardio zone, which for Hell me yeah. is pretty. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's uh, exciting. I spent five minutes in the peak zone, which is a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can do Very better than good. that, buddy. Come on. I don't know. Five minutes at I... peak is it seems exhausting. It was definitely longer, but like sometimes uh, the Fitbit like loses your pulse. Sure. Um, sure. When you have those, you know, heart attacks. <laughs> 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 Let's see. I did a uh, four. I did four miles. Twenty Damn. flights of stairs. Damn. Uh, eighty-five minutes. Damn. Look at yeah, you walking around. That's amazing. Yeah, so... So I crushed it. Uh, still lonely. Still lonely. <laughs> uh, couldn't out. Couldn't outrun uh, being single. <laughs> yeah. Did at any point of those five minutes in the cardio or in the peak zone, did in you feel zone. like at all uh, at all relieved from the crushing weight of loneliness that weighs on all of us now? You know what? Probably. I I like <laughs> ran up this hill and. When I got to the top, I just passed out. Okay. And like, I wasn't like even literally? thinking about being single. Like, no, like, I, I, <laughs> I, I like, I like hit you, the ground. You can lie for the I, podcast. Oh yeah, it was like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, I was like staring at the sky, and I was like really proud of myself. And then I sit up, and these two like ten year olds are smoking a J. <laughs> <laughs> and that like, what is going. And that made you feel not alone. Was two delinquent ten-year-olds getting getting baked? Yeah. Um, that's exciting. I'm happy for you. I went to Costco, and it was full of people. Um, and I didn't talk Do they to wear any masks? of them. Do oh they yeah, wear masks there. Oh yeah, Costco—they're crazy about it. They don't let you in the door without a thick mask on. They check the thickness. Do they sell Twinkies at Costco? Um, what point is that? No, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Damn. <laughs> that should be that should be Hostess's uh, new catchphrase. Where are the twinks at? 
where the Twinkies at. Okay. <laughs> they could really they could really they could really pivot hard into a new demographic if they just rebranded Twinkies as Twinks. Sparky, we're talking about okay, so anecdotally. Jordan and I are at a seven eleven at like midnight in San Diego. And we're waiting to buy our Arizona iced teas and fucking Doritos five, or and whatever. Five hour energies. And like Cobra Kai's or King Cobra's. Yeah. 40s. And there's like six people. Just two, like just Jordan and I knew, knew each other. Maybe like Scott was there or something, but that's Yeah, I think Scott was there. And then there was like five other like random people in there. Right. And this huge dude <laughs> kind of like in between, he's like, he he kind of bent down because he was like six foot six. I swear to God, because he was leaning over, stuck his head right well, in between. First, he's like he's like scoping out the joint, like he's kind of yeah. like looking around, like really, like he's not looking for anything. He's just kind of like scoping it. Yeah, and then yeah. Right, he was scanning the area, and he he approaches the counter and sticks his head at eye level, like level with the rest of the patrons in the store. And this is a big muscular guy. And he just floats his head on in there, and he's like, "Yo, where the Twinkies at?" <laughs> he and he I, was a god on earth. He came down from Mount Olympus, and then had to kneel down to the height of the mere mortals to obtain that sweet elixir of those hot cream-filled Twinks. On the I like, I just smiled instantly, and I calmly walked out of Seven Eleven, and then just started. Do you guys? Do you guys remember when, as a uh, as a, a time kill, one of the things we used to do was go to convenience stores at like eight at night, nine at night, and uh, get five hour energies. You guys remember that? I did that one time, and it was at four p.m., and it sucked. I never partook because I have a heart condition and thought I would die, but. Um, <laughs> There really was more for us to do, I feel like. I feel like there was probably more for us for us to do than just go to <laughs> go to seven uh, eleven and get five hour energies, but I I have this theory that everybody's hometown was boring growing up. Because some like but we lived in the least boring possible place unless you were in like LA, New York. Right. And I think that Boston. the the terrible conclusion that I reached after talking about that uh, with some people is um, it's not that everybody's hometown was boring. It's just we were really kind of boring growing up because other people had hobbies. We could have skateboarded. We could have uh, surfed. Surfed. Yeah. We could have. I did skateboard. You did you? No, you? no, you didn't. Did you? I did. Did you? All the way like, until sixth grade. Okay, there it is. But that wasn't and then really. I was. Yeah, I okay. was. And, and then I played soccer. I played football. Uh, I played guitar. Yeah. Also, Ryan, I was top you... hundred in the country for fencing. That is don't true. Talk That's about so that much. fucking weird. Why don't you Dude, talk that was, about that, was that, like that much? That wasn't like a fun thing. That was, yeah, that was like yeah. you treated yeah, that, that like a side hobby. Like, you like treated that like a job. Yeah. You didn't invite us at all. Because, Sparky, I can't tell you how boring it would have been. That's probably too, I can't tell you like how a, boring it would have been. Seems like a really shitty hobby. But um, Hey, to watch as a spectator, did you want to come fence with me? Yeah, I would have loved to start fencing, but you wouldn't let me. So, Also, I, w- I do want to point out, I want to circle back to that comment about how you skated up till sixth grade. I think you knew very well I was talking about skateboarding in the cultural sense, and you don't hit that scene until at least seventh grade. At least... When... The the point at which you become a full blooded skateboarder is when nineteen uh, year olds aren't w- weirded out enough to offer you Percocets anymore. I think that's the point at which you become a full fledged skater. It's when a nineteen year old offers you an opioid. But um, speaking of opioids, oof, maybe not. Um, our movie this week was the 1999 classic, just fucking hard movie to watch, uh, 8mm, the Joel Schumacher, hot off the heels of Batman Forever, the 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 campy, uh, uh, laugh-a-minute mess that was Batman Forever. Joel Schumacher decided, I know what I'll do next, uh, an incredibly distressing film with Nick Cage. 
Um, Aren't they all? You know, this is the second the second movie we've had that has Nick Cage in just really extreme circumstances. I would have preferred if we watched Bringing Out the Dead again, but but you know, I don't make the rules. Um, oh my god. Um, yeah. So the movie, you guys want to start? I mean. I mean, we should say at the beginning, very, very intense. The movie follows Nick Cage, who's a private investigator who is hired by uh, the widow of a uh, of this old uh, rich man um, who, upon his death, they found in the safe an 8-millimeter film canister of what appeared to be a snuff film of a young woman being murdered. Um, and uh, he goes on, on, a, on a journey through uh through the seedy underworld of of illegal pornography uh to find the perpetrators um and find the fate of this of this woman and um and uh and it uh it's it's hard to watch now a little hard for me to make jokes about it these two fucking clowns are ready to go they are locked and loaded to make <laughs> he's a Dutch angle while he's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm wrong for being for being grossed out by by brutal murder. Um, that's my fault. That's on me. Um, apology accepted. <laughs> if you if you feel so gung ho about it, you take you take the fucking movie, dog. You do it. Yeah, you do the salary. Well, because I took two and a half pages of notes. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Wow, yeah. look at this guy. He's probably got a master's degree cool. or something. <laughs> fuck. Would you shut the <laughs> fuck up about your master's degree? Jesus. I just got to keep reminding them so they remember. Is that what you say to your coworkers, Who's too? Who's that? I'm, I'm talking to the camera. <laughs> the camera. Not even us, but but just the the metaphysical camera of of revealing yourself. I'm going to open another beer real quick. I mean, another soda. Sorry, Mom. Oh, Sorry, grip Sparky's it mom. and rip it. Fuck yeah, dude. Okay, but you were actually drinking a Coke like 30 seconds ago. No, that was a Budweiser that King of Beers. That was a Bud. Oh, snap. That was a Bud. Here's another Budweiser King of Beers. The King this of broad, Beers. This, this podcast is brought to you by Budweiser, the King of Beers. It's a little early for an ad break, but fuck yeah. Budweiser, King of Beers. It's brought to you in part by. In part by. Budweiser. You're right. You're right. Budweiser. You know really annoying? What's do you that? guys remember, just a small tangent, do you guys remember when uh, Budweiser said they weren't going to do a Super Bowl commercial, and then they did like six? I didn't watch the Super well, Bowl. They so. did that one where it was just like the Anheuser-Busch company did all of the beers that they owned in one ad. No, they did a bunch of them. <clears throat> they did, like, I also... The non-alcoholic, they did the non-alcoholic one a bunch. They did uh, Bud Light is, you know, they, there was a couple Bud Light commercials. Oh, yeah, yeah, corporates corporations lie and are fucking frauds. What what's it's, new? They were, I yeah, was, I blame Post Malone for the Bud Light ads. Oh yeah, I blame him for a lot of things. Let's see. Um, first thing I wrote was starring Sparky Shelton as Mister Longdale. Oh, he looks like. Ouch! I don't like that. Longdale's the lawyer. <laughs> <Hey>. um, <laughs> all right, so it opens with him. Uh, getting home, right? And he he lies to his wife about smoking. Huh? To establish already. that he's shady, yeah. Yeah, already off to a bad start. <laughs> then I wrote, goes to mansion hired by old lady who can't afford a nicer wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> but then I looked into it, there's nothing. There's like no luxury wheelchairs. Bro, she was Are you so serious? rich. She could have just, she could have just had one made. There's like Rolls super Royce. nice electric ones, but there's no like fancy you know, you have someone push you around one. I would want Manual. one of those zero gravity massage chairs that they have, you know, those at like the sharper image and you just sit in there while the, uh, uh, the sales associate with like the, the blue shirt and the white collar, but the white collar is still like very oily. And he just stands looking over you as you sit there 15 years old, uh, in the zero gravity chair, getting a massage. Like you need a fucking break. Give me a break. Give me a break. Is that huh? an excerpt of the movie, or is this a personal? No, personal I just one? I just sort of went on a vision quest back to UTC oh. real quick. Um, but proceed. 
So, as, as Sparky stated earlier, uh, she hires Mr. Cage, Mr. Tom Wells, because we, she we discovered... Have a, we have a policy on this on this podcast where if you know the actor's name, you don't bother to learn the character's name. So, I would, I would prefer it if you just said Nick Cage, is all I'm saying. Cool, cool. Um, so, the thing about Tom is... <laughs> Uh, he's hired to watch this or to find she finds the snuff film yeah and she hires mr cage to prove that it's a fake right because she doesn't want to you know face the facts that her husband you know jerked off to or i guess didn't find her attractive anymore wow oh my Big film star. I'm gonna get <laughs> murdered by James Gandolfini. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm glad we let Jordan take this episode. I am not. <laughs> this is the best opportunity. It's his, it's his breakout episode. You if know? I had known this was gonna, I was gonna be taking the reins. I would have wrote so much. <laughs> <laughs> I would have just watched the snuff film part. Oh um, no. So basically, he. Uh, he reassures her. He's like, snuff films are just a myth, which is dumb. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, they're most certainly real. He was I, making it sound like... Yeah. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, yeah. He's like, he winces. He, like, winces when he's watching it. And then I remembered... I don't know if it's, like, a sign of the times... But I remember when they put out that video of Ray Rice just beating the shit out of his girlfriend. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, like, that was all over the news. And this guy's, like, freaking out over this. So I don't okay. know if that's the culture okay, we for context, for context. For context. For context. <laughs> Nick Cage is sitting in a private movie theater wincing to watching someone who – watching a film which he believes is real. No, he believes it's fake. That's he like. He, oh, he I mean, believes. he's under the. He doesn't know. I mean, that's his whole job is to figure out if it's real or not. But this. But movie, he went in thinking. Sure, this movie does though depict a uh, a woman being mutilated and 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 dismembered. So we which they don't show any of that though. Well, not they to show us. His throat getting cut. Sorry. Not not to us, but they certainly showed it to Nick Cage, and he was he was a uh, a uh, uh, very. You know, disturbed by it, which, uh, according to this podcast, is a is a character fault. I was also uncomfortable, but sure, go off, go ahead. I'm gonna be honest. I was kind of with Jordan on that side too. I was like, "What?" Like, I don't flinch that much watching a lot of the. Well, I don't watch snuff films, so let me put that out there. Yeah, that's a but... good. That's a good thing that you should need to remind people. That's a good thing uh, well... that you need, need to qualify about yourself. I'm just gonna let Jordan carry on. I don't want to <laughs> step on my own toes. Um, I well, I am also squeamish. I don't like you know doctor shows. I don't like doctor shows where they cut people and they show like the blood, even though it's clearly fake. I don't like You're any of that. Hate Jeopardy. Jeopardy, the show. Doctor Oz is the new host, from what I heard. Rumors. Fuck no. That's Are awful. you serious? That's, that's so. I heard Are one rumor. I saw me? one headline. I'm gonna research that right now. That is so garbage. That's got to be shit posting, right? That is a hundred percent shit posting. But it's such a good bit. Doctor Oz as the spiritual successor to Alex Trebek. Fuck, Alex he's, Trebek. He's, USA Today put him in the running. Oh, guest host. He's a guest host. That is so fucking That's dumb. That's still like an insult, you know? Why? That is like that is like saying, you know, well, we've had fucking uh, uh, Robert Pattinson as Batman. Now we're gonna give it to 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 uh to Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman is Batman now. It's clearly a downgrade. Or it's like Christian Bale was Batman, and now we're gonna give it to Ben Affleck. Bam! Suck a dick, Ben Affleck. You got your whole <laughs> shit blown up. You fucking dumb Boston bitch. Fuck you. All this right, podcast. On, this podcast now oh. officially hates Ben Affleck. Uh, uh, who are the other Chevy Chevy Chase and uh, who is the last one? Dave Dave Portnoy. Portnoy, That is, yeah, Dave. Dave, It's the shit. Our shit list. Our official ninety nine one hundred shit list is Dave Portnoy, 
Chevy Chase, and now Ben Affleck. So welcome to the hey, club. Portnoy, please hire Fuck me. B. What would you do at Barstool? We could just put a new podcast on. I'm funny. I'm a good guy, you know? Figure Are, something out. He eats pizza on camera. That's his shtick. I don't think he cares about you being a good guy. Yeah, I think that I, actually might be a pizza. disqualifier yeah. for, for Barstool. The guy eats pizza on camera. I'm sure I can do better than that. Yeah. Uh, do you hate women? That's enough silence for me. You got the job, my man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. On, Jordan. Go ahead, Jordan. Okay. So he begins his journey um, searching through the entire database of yeah. missing persons. He doesn't filter out anything. Yeah, so his his approach, his approach to uh his approach to to cracking this caper is to find the woman depicted in the movie uh and see if she's still alive and see what the deal was. Uh so she starts he starts searching through missing persons report one by one by one. Uh leaving his wife and family in the in the in the lurch um saying it's a tough case and uh and you know eventually eventually does find a find a match and gets a lead on the mom i don't know if i want to keep going you don't well okay he 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 goes to visit janet marianne's mother right um lives in a shithole that'd be fair Uh, to say yeah and to her knowledge, her daughter, you know, obviously is missing. There was no, you know, they never, no one knows she's dead. Yeah. Um, when he gets to the house, uh, he finds her diary and a note. Yeah. Which leads us to our next clue. Um, which is that he, uh, she was going to run off. She's going to run off to California with uh with Willie Wilson with Warren Warren with yeah Warren 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 um and uh uh so he's off to find Warren this is completely tangential and I'm going to absolutely fucking derail this podcast um but the shithole did remind me did make me want to make a joke about a, a shithole city um and through a, a complex series of 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 mental jumps that I don't really need to explain um I thought about this show, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. You, you boys seen this this show? Boys seen I thought that was a uh, movie. No, that's oh, my that super, super ex. ex- that's yeah. My, yeah. Oh, my, yeah. My, my Crazy Ex-Girlfriend uh, with, with a, a woman who's, whose name I'm now completely blanking on. But the, it's like the, Rachel something. Yeah, Rachel something. Um, you got it. It's Rachel something. That's the name. Um, but the premise of the show is that she's a big time New York lawyer and, uh, uh, to follow the love of her life from like middle school or whatever moves to the small town in the middle of nowhere, uh, that, um, uh, Rachel Bloom, that's it, um, that nobody gives a shit about. And it's like, why would you go from New York to this shithole? And the best place they could figure out the place furthest from from civilization that they could come up with was goddamn West Covina, California. It's like an hour from L.A. It's like an hour from L.A. I've never heard of that place. Is that fucking how how small town you think it gets? Is West Covina? For context, if you were in the center of L.A. and drove for an hour anywhere, you're still in L.A. Thank you. It's like not <laughs> far away. It's like a suburb of a suburb. It's like in the outer rungs of the greater LA area. It's like past Glendale or whatever the fuck. It's like and District 3. Shout out to my Hunger Games fans. It's fucking fuck wild. It's crazy. You could have put it in Dubuque and had a better chance of having small town credibility, but fucking West Covina? Are the characters in it like really small towny? Not really. They're all hot, so you know who cares. I don't know. Great they show though. Very funny. Really well written. It's dumb fucking choice of a town though. Anyway, back to snuff films. Um, Fuck. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound good when you say it a whole bunch. It sounds really bad. It sounds like a really snuff shitty films? thing. 
I yeah. remember the first time I heard snuff films, I I thought it was like someone getting snuffed out of something, like <laughs> you know, like screwed over. So, I thought um, it was just a just just long montages of people putting out candles. <laughs> I remember hearing about it from my friend Justin in middle school, uh, and my first question was, why would an or I I guess it was both of our questions as we found out about snuff films, and and her reaction was. Why would an actor agree to that? That was what we thought. We thought it was like cast and the actors took the gig and said work is work or like uh, looked to camera like a fucking Flintstones dinosaur and went, it's a living, and then got like canned. Yeah. The innocence of the child's mind. Where did we leave off with our movie? Warren. So Warren, he goes to uh, find he goes to find his uh uh this guy and finds the the dad of the of the boyfriend that the murdered girl spoiler alert um <laughs> was uh uh was dating and was going to run off to California with um and he talks to the dad at the mechanic's place and the dad's like he's in fucking prison dude and um and so he goes to the prison and he talks to the guy and he does that great thing that prisoners in movies and TV do where they're just like absolutely not bothered by the person they're talking to like he's just fucking mopping something probably hasn't had a visitor in like 4 months and is just like <laughs> yeah i remember her i mean so what if he gave a shit what are they going to do arrest him I mean, no, I, I'm saying he probably should give a shit. I'm saying it's probably one of the more interesting things that's happened to him in the past couple of months. But I know currently, and I'm not even in prison, I'm just in an apartment, that if somebody came around asking questions to me, I'd be like, do you want a cup of coffee? Come in, please, let's talk for a while. But no, I, I would certainly put the mop down at the bare minimum. But um, played by Norman Reedus, this guy. I didn't I didn't notice it at the time, but I saw in the credits. The Walking Dead's Norman Reedus. But didn't he get killed in that show? I've never actually seen any episodes uh, of The Walking Dead. Yeah, I, I watched the first three episodes, and then it got super shitty, so I stopped watching it. <laughs> Did he die in the first three episodes? No, he's a fan favorite, so he had plot armor. His racist Damn. brother did. That was pretty funny. Speaking of snuff films... Oh, pretty funny. <laughs> Smooth as silk. Um. So, yeah. So, speaking of having a cup of coffee after his visit to Warren, he goes back to Janet's, who offers him a drink and a home-cooked dinner, which he pretty, uh, pretty egregiously turns denies. down. Yeah. yeah. Really he, shitty again. A home-cooked meal? Clearly, from... this woman is, like, ecstatic to have a visitor. I can relate. Yeah, and she's like, I literally never could, like, I haven't, it's like, I would love to not eat in front of the TV, this would be amazing, and he is just not God, man. being nice at all. What an asshole, huh? Yeah, honestly, like, that was, that's when I didn't like him. That's when I started to not like him. Yeah, you don't turn down a home-cooked meal. Not in the but dog she days. just also, it's, it would have been such a W for her. I know. Like, it would have oh, made, it would have made her day. Fuck, this guy sucks. Anyway. Yeah. So and on goes, top of that, her daughter was just brutally murdered. Yeah, <laughs> horribly, <laughs> gruesomely. So he, so Nikki Cage goes gets on a gets on a flight, goes to to L.A. Um, as the kids like to say, uh, and he starts. Does he go directly to the porn shop? Not not Joaquin's. I think he visits Eddie first. Well, actually, I noticed Eddie. He's in the background of one of those scenes. Oh, I did. I was like, I was like, that. that is fucking James Gandolfini. <laughs> and I was like, that is so fucking funny. He's just an extra in this movie. Yeah. So, so, but I, I do think that that that's actually the first place he goes, which is he's trying to fi- figure out. He's trying to find, uh, uh, if this woman who was murdered has been in in, in anything else. And um, and so he consults this porn shop um, that is clerked by by Max California, a name that we will never say again because it's actually Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix, the Joker, the Joker himself, Mister Haha, Doctor the Master, um, 
another movie Joaquin Phoenix was in, Star Wars. God, what would he have been Gladiator. in Star Wars? Gladiator. What what would what what would you cast Joaquin Phoenix in Star Wars? Who would he be? Um, Joaquin Banks. Joaquin Banks. That was Banks. the funniest thing you've ever said. That's strong. That's really strong. What's the other J stand for? Is it Joaquin Joaquin Banks? <laughs> Do you think his name's JJ Banks? It's Jar Jar. <laughs> I guess that's true. J.J. <laughs> Abrams. <laughs> Classic. I'm sure that's been said a million times by fucking losers on the internet. Yeah, um, James Gandolfini's in the fucking cantina. He's like, hey, J.J. Binks. Hey, Um, Yeah, so he, so the next, like, half of the movie is uh, Joaquin Phoenix and, and Nick Cage essentially go deeper and deeper into the worlds of like underground porn and try are trying to figure out um how to find this girl uh and and it's just you know just a dungeon after dungeon after grody looking fucking um shots it was of, just like it was like a swap meet with just porn yeah like, yeah <laughs> legal like illegal a, like blockbuster and they're looking for they're looking for for snuff to try to figure out who's making it, um, and they watch some, and they figure out that some is fake, and and eventually, um, uh, all all of this is is virtually not shown except for like a couple B roll shots of just somebody in a gimp mask spanking a bare bottom, and that's like it, um, which yeah, I a, I understand. Is- I understand. God damn it. You go, you go, you do it. It's good, like the whole time they're like, yo, dude, like Trey's got the, the gnarliest shit in town. We're talking fetish. We're talking BDSM. We're talking Dom stuff. That's like, that is all on the internet now. Yeah. You don't like, even know, is... need to go to a, you don't even, I mean, it's partially, partially like 1999 sensitivities, I guess, of just like nothing being in the mainstream. And then also, and then also like, you can't really get get too bad and still put it into theaters, you know. You're stretching it with the snuff to begin with. So, and in any case, not important. Um. Uh. 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 Fuck. So they eventually they find they find um they find this guy, uh, whose name is Dino. Fuck. What was it? Dino. V- Dino Vanetti. Oh, uh, Dino Velvet. Dino Velvet. That's it. Dino Velvet. Something dumb. Um, and uh, and he finds that one of the actors in another one of his movies has the same pentagram tattoo on um on his hands uh, that the person in the snuff film did. So he figures that that's who it is. Um, and asks Max about it, and they try to scope it all out. Um, and, uh, how did James Gandolfini, how did he figure out about James Gandolfini? I didn't quite track that. Well, um, James has, Gandolfini was like a porn producer, I thought. Sure. He owned like a shop. He, he finds, he finds her suitcase at that church. And then oh. there's the poem in the suitcase that's like HWM. And then I think it has like Eddie's number. On right, it or right, 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 right. And then, Crazy. and then he meets Gandolfini. Um, and then he calls, he does like that, like prank phone call where he's like, I know what you did to that girl where you murdered her. Well, then, yeah, he, cause he tapped his phone. That was yeah. the thing is he tapped his phone and then he called and was like, I know what you did. And then, you know, listened as he called another guy and was like, somebody's on to us. Um, the trail got hot. That was it. They figured it, he figured it out. Um, and goes back goes back to to New York with uh, with Joaquin, right? Yeah, yeah. They go to Joaquin, or they go to New York with Joaquin. And Joaquin, but uh, does not come back to LA. Yeah, let it be known. I paused it here, and I wrote down paused it when they got to New York. Prediction: Max was the cameraman, and the ending will be a snuff of Tom getting murdered. I was so proud of that. 
well it was more wrong it was wrong <laughs> yeah, super well, wrong max, max pulls out the camera and like starts filming oh yeah, yeah. Nick cage and i was like boom it's like fucking that would have been a better ending i think that would have been a better ending i think that would have been some like m night Shyamalan yeah twist that would have been little did they know that twists were in the sixth sense was like number two at the box office this year but they thought no people don't like twists boy were they wrong um in any case uh yeah so they find this dino guy uh and bribe or pay him to make uh to set up a shoot where they're trying to get they're trying to get the the actor they figure out that this guy goes by the name machine um and he was the perp he's the guy that did it so he's trying to get them all in one place to i guess bust them i don't really understand how the plan fully executes but what does get executed is Nick Cage, kind of, because... Well, it is Max. <laughs> right, is, well, is that's part of it. So, uh, God, the the end of the movie, the long-tailed, never-seemingly-finished end of the movie is they show up to to, to watch them film this, this thing that they commissioned, this movie they commissioned, and uh oh, there's nobody else there except for Dino and the machine, and also bum bum bum, uh, uh, James Gandolfini, and and the lawyer or Sparky I think. Shelton as Mr. Oh, Longdale. Yeah, I don't like being called that. That's really why I was distasteful about this. It's the mu- it's the mustache. If you shave oh, the mustache, I see, I see, I see, oh, I see. Man, it's the yeah. mustache, the glasses, and the hair. It's pretty bad picture. At this it point, is huh? it is spitting. Sparky's rocking the middle part now, boys. I yeah, I went for the middle part, which today. I think Longdale does. God damn, he it. does. He does shave, in fact do that. I'm gonna have to shave everything. I'm gonna shave everything. My hair. I have been playing with the idea of just going fucking bald, just seeing and what then happens. He's gonna he's gonna get a fucking he's gonna get a pentagram tattoo on his hand. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm yeah, not. I don't going... want any of that. Don't please don't do that to me. Don't throw that out there. I don't like that even a bit. I don't like it at all. Um, because <laughs> the lawyer, the lawyer who was originally the executor of the estate of uh, old dead pervert man, um, turns out he's in on it. He was the one that went out and got the movie made. Um, and uh, and they're all in on it together, and they're gonna kill Nick Cage, but first they have a task for him because Nick Cage has the has the film, so they want him to go get the film so they can burn it. Otherwise, they're going to kill, dun-dun-dun, the re- big reveal, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, so he goes and he gets the film and they burn the film and then something happens and they kill uh, kill Joaquin anyway, right? Isn't that what happens? They they burn the film and then they're like, all right, cut him loose. And then they kill him. Yeah. Yeah, they were just I like, fuck you, a loss of A loss of communication between yeah, really Mr. Velvet and, Mr. Velvet <laughs> and the machine. <laughs> Really, really should have been more careful with the wording there. That's why grammar and really thinking before you speak is is important because you never know when your demonic henchman is gonna accidentally slit the throat of an innocent. But you know, that's that's the price of the business. You know, them them's the knocks, as they say. Um, and then God, I don't know the chaos that followed. You got any jokes about the fucking um, chaos that followed, my man? I have some jokes Jordan about the before. Um. When he's commissioning the film, and he's like, "Mr. Velvet, you are the the best filmmaker. I like love all your films. Like I've seen them all." And then he's like, "Oh, which one's your favorite?" And he just doesn't know what to say. Yeah, like, I love the gatekeeper. It's just like Miss. It's like just play like in my head, like Tom Wells, play cool, man, play cool, play cool. You are the greatest, man. You are the best <laughs> actor of the year. Um, so but then, but then. Uh, Nick Cage is like, tell me, uh, like, was a million dollars worth it for oh, that's to right, make yeah. the movie? And then they're like, a million what now? <laughs> because uh, keep in mind, Mr. Velvet's getting ten grand for this movie. Yeah. So clearly, been... clearly they got uh, Longfellow. Is that really his name? Is that really what they fucking named that character? No, it's Long Longdale. 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 Close enough. Um, dumb name. <laughs> and I don't look like him. Um, he, he, he pocketed, he, 
he was he was tasked with making this movie or getting this movie uh, with a million dollars, and then came to find out it was way cheaper than he thought it was, uh, and probably pocketed the difference. So, uh, so now James Gandolfini and Dino are fucking pissed. They're angry, and everybody starts uh, shooting each other. Uh, and in the chaos, Nick Cage gets away. And he stabs, he stabs the machine, and uh, Dino dies somehow, right? Yeah, uh, they, uh, Dino kills Longdale, Longdale kills Dino. Oh, yeah, yeah. the old shooty-shoot. Yes, sir. The old double Aaron Burr, the old double, and then, double kill. And then Nick Cage goes on a rampage to kill Gandolfini and... That's the literally, machine. that's one of my, my page, rampage. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. We're on the same page. Then we're on the same page. Hey. And that's the end. He kills them both, and then he goes home, cries to his wife, and, uh... Yeah, there's, a, well, there's that... that weird scene where he calls Jen. He's like, listen, uh... Oh, right. First off, you're... Oh, no. Best part. Best part. Best he's part? on the run. This, this was my favorite part of the whole movie. Bar oh, none. He, is, he just escaped death. Yeah. He's driving home, calls um, Mrs. Wells, and just tells her everything. How is this your favorite part? Because he does <laughs> not have picked the worst time. to. Li- he's like literally like, hey, she's dead. Your husband paid for it. Um, bye. Yeah. And then she kills. And then she, and like, then she kills she's herself. Ki- of course she's going to kill herself because you told her that. Like, you broke it to her so fucked up. Like, <laughs> he was she like, broke it to hey, her. by the way. <laughs> he, so, like, out of breath, like, no tact. And then managed to get there uh, and said they were going to meet at 8, and then she did not show up. She did have her butler, though, give him two envelopes, one for the family, and she said he'd know what that meant. And boy, did he. Um, the family of the girl that he, her perverted husband had killed. Um, and, and one for him, um, which he then gives to his wife who is threatening to leave him because she, he's not saying anything. He has not, he's notoriously tight lipped and, you know, bada bing, bada boom. Um, he, uh, uh, um, is, uh, is out of there and, and also calls the mom of the dead girl and is like, uh, your, your, uh, <laughs> your daughter is dead. Please let me kill the people who did it to her. And I he guess she literally she's, pulls the same shit on her. Pulls, pulls the, the exact same, same shit. shit. He the really should have. He really should have learned from his mistakes the first time, but he didn't. <laughs> and he basically the basic basically the gist of the phone call was: Your daughter's dead. She was brutally murdered. Please say that you love her. Ergo, giving me the moral responsibility to uh, slit the throat of this fucking machine guy. Um, and she said, I love my daughter. So basically an accomplice to murder. It was like, um, it was like, what's like the equivalent of like blink once if you want me to kill them. <laughs> it's yeah. It's like all the president's men. If you want me to kill this man in cold blood, say nothing. <laughs> you know, amazing. And not amazing. Kind of really dark. And that's the end of the movie. Thank God. Um, well, I mean, we could break down how he kills Eddie with the butt of the gun, and then like a ceremonial torching of it. And Jordan really, down. really wants to get into the. the well, nitty you have so many. You have so many jokes week, about these. Last huh? week we forgot. We forgot about the scene where he cuts his hand and like almost dies. And that I was like, yeah, I didn't think that was entirely. I important. thought that was a really funny scene. I've already <laughs> forgotten what movie we watched last week. For the love of God, we watched for the love of the game. <laughs> oh right, I didn't. I didn't actually watch most that's of that right. movie. That's right. Yeah, that's why. That's but why. The, well, I mean, it's funny when he finds Machine and his mom's like a churchgoer. Yeah, and, and he's then, uh, and he takes off his gimp mask and is finally just like, you didn't expect to see George this. George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's like, he's like, you'd expect me to be such a normal looking guy, and then he puts on the fucking Jeffrey Dahmer glasses, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> and, yeah, every he's like he's still maintaining that he's like a normal guy. That is an absurd fucking thing. He's like, you thought I was gonna be different. You thought I was gonna be any different than you, but I'm just a normal fucking guy. And it looked like the casting director called the central casting and said, yeah, give me a creepy serial killer who would wear. Wear a gimp mask and and brutally murder people. 
And this fucking guy showed up. Do you think well, that guy had any yeah. self-awareness of being like, do you think maybe that was, he wouldn't deliver the lines properly because he didn't want to accept that he looked like somebody who would totally do what the character did? <laughs> there was some onset rewrites. <laughs> <laughs> and Joel Schumacher's like, sure, you're just a normal J. You're just a normal guy, huh? You're just a normal guy. Amazing how crazy is that? It'll play. It'll play. I promise. <laughs> it didn't play. The guy looked like a fucking serial killer. Um, do you guys have any Miller highlights? Mm, just it's pretty call. difficult. <laughs> yeah, I get. I suppose. Yeah, the phone calls are pretty good. I like that Joaquin Phoenix said that they had to fly first class, um, and then they didn't. Did show. they fly first class? They didn't show they it, which was sort well, of what? useless dialogue, I guess. I don't know why he. The whole trip, he seemed pretty like. What's the word like? conservative with his money when the woman was you know she's like just name your price and i'll pay for it yeah i think one of the things he said is like uh people don't ask questions when you're in a flea bag you know like a shitty hotel people don't ask questions and the man is going to be uh playing loudly um a lot of hardcore porn so probably good to be in a shitty dump um i don't think you can you can pop into the ritz carlton on the eighth floor and blast really, really disturbing porn. I but don't think they the let thing, you like, do that. Is, is, but here's the thing is the guy who made that film was one of the people who you would, who would stay at the Ritz Carlton. I don't so think that's true. Like, no, the, the main Mr. Wells, like the, the millionaire who died. Oh, sure. Sure. Which, I, I know, mean, I think so, he had his private theater for that. Yeah. But yeah. hypothetically speaking, there's probably some others in the Ritz Carl. Like if that's the type who watches those movies, I just don't think that a, a hotel that's got a fucking salad named after it is going to be chill with uh, somebody blaring porn. That's all wait, I'm saying. Wait, 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 were they at the Caesar in Las Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> no, they were at the warm spinach Inn. warm, warm spinach and raspberry Inn. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's the end of the movie. I don't want to know who the boss is. That's usually the bit we do right now. I don't want to do that bit. I don't want to do that bit because it sucks. Well, it was it was Cindy. I know you said you didn't want to. It was Cindy. Who's Cindy? Is that his wife? The baby. Oh. She gets her college paid for. I'm like, that's pretty... That is sick, yeah. She gets a fucking boatload of money. She gets the envelope of... How much money can you fit in an envelope? Like, because okay, I wanted to a, look up. Well, like, what does a uh, million dollars in a hundred dollar bills look like? It's pretty big. Like, it's got to be a lot of hundred dollar bills, no, right? I literally, one wrote, rack, I literally wrote that she could have left him more money. Ten thousand dollars is a hundred hundred dollar bills. Jordan once showed up. <laughs> well, actually, I drove Jordan to the bank to get oh, yeah. him two hundred dollars in two dollar bills. No, it was one hundred dollars in one dollar bills. Oh no! You also got the stack of two hundred two dollar bills. But then you would need you would need a hundred of those one hundred stacks. I don't think that's fitting in a fucking. Have you ever held like twenty twenties before? Like they're thick, they're big. When when I was a bellboy, I earned like a grand of tips uh, over the course of that whole of that whole summer. Yeah, it was fat. As I'm fuck, looking. Dude. I'm looking a at a lot stack of money. Of- I don't think you can. I'm get... looking at a stack of fifty grand, and it is thick. Fifty Sparky, grand in a hundred. Let me let thick. me let me so, cite one of my favorite sources to cite to answer your okay. question. Okay. Now, I'm going to cite the fan favorite biopic and documentary of a very wealthy person get who lives to in it. this nation, Richie Rich. <laughs> <laughs> they have. Million dollar bills, obviously. Also, could have just been a check. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly mm. fucking what I'm saying. That is precisely what I'm saying. If it's any bulkier than an envelope, it's probably not a check. And any any cash that you can fit in that envelope, it wasn't even a big fucking eight and a half by eleven envelope. It was like a, a little five by it was five. Just a normal, yeah. It was a letter, like a letter. How are you gonna get that much money? How are you gonna get that any? decent college amount of money and keep in mind this is this was like a toddler in 99 which means it was like the price we paid for college 
So clearly, anything in cash is not going to be sufficient, senor. Yeah, max, like college, the, anywhere she goes, like the max amount she would have needed would have been co- like a quarter of a million Her community college adult. education is paid for. <laughs> <laughs> Which is going to be a real slap in the face and like, uh, well, I guess, I guess, you know, you know, come to think of it, though, by that time, uh, community college would have been free under Obama's fucking socialism. <laughs> so it's bullshit is what I'm saying. Dumb. Jordan, is community college free? Uh, no. It's damn near. What did Obama do then? What the fuck? (laughs) Obama didn't do shit. (laughs) Uh, He he killed Osama. God, that was so fucking sick. You remember that? You fucking (laughs) remember that shit? That was so goddamn cool. The fucking royal wedding just happened and everybody was like, UK is so amazing. And that slick motherfucker walked down the East Hall really goddamn milking it oh yeah he milked it he milked really it. milking it but the best part is they said that some shit was gonna go down like four hours before and cnn was just like what the fuck is happening <laughs> are we at war is is Gaddafi dead is like are we gonna have a royal wedding now are we going back to the uk has he been won over and that fucking guy walked down and was just like i can report tonight that we have killed Osama bin Laden. And everybody lost their fucking mind. Although, I will say, do you know also that night that there was... I might have mentioned this on the podcast, but I'm going to mention it again. That night on May 1st, 2011, that day of days, um, there was a a WWE event um, that was going on while the news broke, (laughs) and fucking John Cena walked out. John Cena walked out cold, unprompted, fucking improvise this line he said every night i come out with hustle patriotism uh uh and hard work on my sleeve it will i should point out that he was wearing like a sleeveless tank top so don't know how you can have it on his sleeve but anyway he said it is my honor to announce tonight that the united states has caught and compromised to a permanent end osama bin laden Fuck, dude. Half, I bet you half the audience didn't know what he meant. Holy shit. <laughs> How fucking cool like, is, what is that? that? Mean? What do you mean compromise? They came to an agreement. And <laughs> compromise to a permanent end is mind blowing. How fucking cool is that? Oh my god. Imagine being like 15 with your fucking dad. Your fucking dad. At your first WWE event, and then in the middle of all the the jumping and the sliding and the slipping and the pinning, John Cena walks out and says, Osama Bin Laden is dead. That's incredible. John Cena is the boss of this movie. That's what I've decided. That's what I've decided. Holy shit. How are you guys not hyped as shit right now? What the fuck? Because, Sparky, it's been a decade. It has been a decade. It has been... It's been a decade. Man, 9-11 this year is going to be 20 years. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. Anyway, do you guys have you guys picked up on how much I didn't want to talk about this fucking movie? <laughs> like a lot. I did write uh, a weird Western-style rap. Oh, but, boy. Uh, we can mix it. No, I want it more than anything. We can, we can talk really about it in post. Have you, have you seen, like, the Saw movies or... No, I don't fucking want to do any of or that. Well, I... you're going to be fucking going, losing your mind when we watch Eyes Wide Shut in 10 weeks. Well, it's not that a snuff film. That's like... <laughs> I mean, it's... It might as well. It's not a snuff film, but it's it's close. I mean, it's... Thank you, Stanley Kubrick. It's like Have two seen, hours and 45 that, minutes. So there's that Ethan Hawke movie with snuff films. It's Parenthood. Really good. Boyhood? Boyhood. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the it's, same uh, joke. Hour before sunset. Oh, before. Wait, before sunset has snuff films? No, I just watched that trilogy though, and it was beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, hit us with that rap, Ryan. All right, <clears throat> I gotta get into character. Sorry. And no, it's not a town hall like I sometimes throw at you, boys. I'm going to go because usually there's a lot more banter before this and it pisses me off, but I'm glad that I have just been met with silence. It's it's sinister. All right. 
Well, in the town where Nick was living, there was no friends around. Just his wife and kids in a home leaves, leaves and trees abound. And he, as he drove up the road, he didn't know what comes. But a lovely home with Daniel Wells, a home of wealth, we'll see what story he tells. Behind the man is a work of art, and behind the art a man. With a reel of 80mm film lay a large, lay a large film can. The contents vile, vile and gross, but heed my warning now. A snuff film printed out in 8x8. Oh, I fucked this up. Damn, I didn't finish this line because I took a break during the movie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) It was a long movie. (laughs) I said a snuff film printed out in eight by eight little squares. I guess that kind of works. Watching Nick as he sees a murder that the film ensnares. It's time for him to find the girl, the one up on the screen. It's been tough, but he's done it rough, missing since 93. He found her mom and carried on through this mystery. Head on down to Hollywood. Oh, new new stanza. Head on down to Hollywood, a place built for film, fame. Stars of television, television and films, some all the same. Not so sure these are the stars he wants. He's gonna want to tame. He enlisted Joaquin, a man of the night, into this sick game, just to find out who the killer is. Find out this guy's name. That's where I stopped because it's a long movie and it's hard to write about a snuff film. So. Oh, thanks, Sparky, for the. Uh... I can't call that one blue balls. Ooh, well, hmm. <laughs> I don't like that at all. I was trying to give you a little little thing, but I don't think I can flat pick fast enough for your for your I, delicate I knew rhymes. You would not like my name, but uh, or the name of that song, but uh... yeah, you didn't even have to say it because it didn't really add <laughs> anything to the bit. But you know, it did ruin my night. So I guess mission accomplished. Um, Nailed it. Uh. I think it's time for Milk and Merlot, the part of the podcast where we discuss whether the movie has aged like a fine wine or gone rotten like milk. Um, I'll go first. It's milk. I don't like that. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> Is that all you have to say? That's all I have. I don't like that. That that was my prevailing thought, was something would happen gonna, on screen, and I'd be like, mm, I don't like that. I'm going to say it's like a glass of water you left out on your nightstand overnight and it collected some dust so it kind of tastes weird when you drink it in the morning. Ultimately, ultimately that's a very satisfying experience though. The weird taste? Yeah, I don't it's a like, weird I, taste. I, in your no, mouth. I mean like you wake up with a fucking dry throat cuz it's cold outside and you're just like ugh. And then you drink yeah, the water you, and it's great. You drink this yeah, dusty water. <laughs> you, yeah, you drink this dusty water and like I didn't know this could even have dust. Um, I'm gonna say it's a solid milk. Yeah, same I, reason. I didn't mind the gore. I didn't mind the gore at all, but like <laughs> it was just bad. It was just a bad film. It didn't really have a good plot. I don't like it. So, well, it doesn't matter what we think. What really matters is how many legs this thing's got. Oh right. See, I even pulled that up. I know Let you did just... it in the in the open, and then you you still dropped the ball pretty impressive yeah i did drop the ball because i was clicking around looking at what other movies we were gonna have to watch oh yeah so I have to re- the top 10 that. is like straight bangers the next oh, yeah. few are fire we, if you have, is, it, we do have a lot of good ones coming up so stay tuned starting three people after next week though yeah not next week well, stay tuned for next week please tune in because we're gonna have a lot to say about that um this movie opening weekend had fourteen million dollars in gross. That's thirty nine percent one. I like the legs. Point one percent. Sparky wants the legs, but he's getting the the total uh, box office, which was sixty five million dollars. And now the oh, the production budget was forty million dollars. Yeah, it's a broke budget, I guess. Uh, and the legs, two point five six. Huh. Huh. well that's gonna do it for us this week thank you so much for listening um uh you can join us next week when our movie will be my favorite martian the 1999 classic um martian movie uh the log line is a martian lands on earth and makes friends with a reporter um uh it's got christopher lloyd and jeff daniels so who the straight character is uh is up to time immemorial um but to find that out you can come back next week in your movie um that's the end of the show uh well quick little quick little shout out our our former co-host tino put out a new song on spotify you can find it it's 
uh, under the name Skipping, S-K-I-P-P-I-N-G. Hey, he um, said pee-pee. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's pranking me with his name. Um, it's really good. You should go listen to it. It's on Spotify. You guys got anything you want to plug? Yeah, my brother just started a new company, uh, Bristle, and on LinkedIn. Bristle? Bristle, yeah. Bristol. It's like a, Bristol. Like a toothbrush? You pronounce it Bristle. Bristle. Okay. Bristol. B-R-I-S-T-L. Like the, like the town in England? No, no, no T. There's no T. It's it's bristle. There's definitely no, a T there, in it. There is B R I S T L E. Bristle. Bristol. Because English sucks, you know. Oh, I see. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. It's a like a DNA genome sequencing dental company. Oh yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It big. Sounds like you didn't even read their about page. What? It sounds like you didn't even read their about page. Uh, it sounds like I'm not a fucking scientist. I don't have a master's. <laughs> I like. I do like the idea of plugging things that any audience has like no chance of interacting with. That's that's. I like that. It's a good bit. Anyway, um, I have been your uh, Cupid host, Sparky Shelton, and I've been your Cherub host, Jordan Freeman. And as always, I'm Ryan. And now, classical gas. Yes.